oftentimes I think back and try to analyze what happened to me. And I was in this religious community that I believe I've established pretty well that at times was very culty, very negative, very dark. At other times, there was so much kindness, charity, compassion. But I would see like two two sides. Like one side was very oppressive, very negative. And this other side was very, I could say, Christ-like and loving and understanding and charitable and just everything that I enjoyed about the religion, the religious life. And then the other side was like, you know, you stick to the rules. You have to obey to the letter. And it was so confusing for me because they would be so strict. And yet I would see them, the superiors and even the founder, twisting things when it came to the, the church in general. Twisting things, bending rules to fit them and i was just i was just so confused during my 11 years because i'm seeing a side of kindness and then i'm seeing a side of do what we say which now i see is very cult culty that's what it is it's very culty and there are cults and other groups who practice not practicing your birthday so some might say that this is a very um, pathetic thing. But I left the community when I was... I mean, I left my family when I was 17. I joined this uh, community. And the idea is you're supposed to die to yourself. You're supposed to die to your dreams. You're supposed to die to your ambitions. If you wanted to go to school or if you wanted to do something great with your life, all that is done because now you're serving God. And the only one who is the voice of God for you is your superior or spiritual director, according to this mentality, which I think is extremely culty. Because it gives you no freedom to, to be yourself. It gives you no freedom to explore your relationship with Christ because in, in that time... My only way to have a relationship with Christ depended on what others would say for me. You know, they would they would tell me how to think, how to react. And we weren't supposed to have emotions. We were supposed to be so dead and detached from our family. And going back to my birthday, um it was it was taught to us that you have to be dead to yourself. You can't have enjoyment because that's like pride or that is um, you're being allured by the things of the world. So I remember on one occasion I was sent to Nebraska, not because they wanted me to. I feel that they sent me to Nebraska because they needed me there for a, a mission. Um, it was like, a, I think, a summer camp, but there were a lot of Spanish speakers, so they needed me to help. And I'm sure, you know, looking back, I'm sure they would have rather had me stay uh, in the formation house doing nothing. But because they needed me, they sent me to Nebraska. And when I was there, 
I encounter these sisters uh, from the same community that I'm in, that I was in, but the sisters in Nebraska were just so kind, so charitable, so, I could say, Christ-like, so nice. And it was just different from the rest of the the members who I had seen who were so culty and who were so negative. But I remember the sisters there, they, they heard that it was my birthday. And so they brought me a cake and they gave it to me. And for me, that was like the nicest thing. But deep inside, I felt so confused and I felt like I was doing something against God. But I... I accepted the cake. Um, there's nothing I can do. Um, but inside, I was going through a little turmoil because, um, like I said, we were taught that uh, we're supposed to be dead to ourselves, not have any pride, not give in to the devil's temptations of uh, like self-glorification. And so when they gave me the cake and they gave me a small birthday party, it was, it was very nice, but I felt kind of guilty. Later that day, I I received a phone call from my brother, from one of my brothers. And I thought it was a birthday call. And actually, he called uh, to let me know that my grandmother had died. So that just totally... At that moment, I felt even more guilty. I felt culpable to some extent... Because I had celebrated my birthday. And I didn't blame the sisters. Because I I thought that they were just trying to be nice. But I really blamed myself. And I I thought it was all my fault. And then after that. After that mission in Nebraska. um, I believe it was on that same day. Or or the next morning. I went back to Delaware. Which is our formation, formation house. Our mission house. Formation house. And I remember asking to talk to the superior at that time, whose name is, um, well, if, if you look back at my other podcast, you'll, you'll figure that out. But I asked to speak with him, and he was being such a prick, and he didn't want to talk to me. And so I left him a note saying, hey, I, I don't remember word for word, but it was pretty much like, hey, it's so nice to see how much energy you're able to give to people on the missions you travel the world that's beautiful but it's it's so pathetic how in your own mission house with your own community it seems like you don't really give much of a damn for your own sheep and so he called me up he was very pissed off and uh, I remember going to his office and he was about to um, he was starting to speak up and then I cut him off and I told the superior this is ridiculous I'm sorry. Because he, he was mad at the letter, that little note I put outside of his door. And I get it. But at the same time, uh, for those of you who don't know the story, I had been in, in isolation for about a year. And I like I said, I was only in Nebraska because they needed someone to speak Spanish. If it wasn't for that, I'd still be stuck in isolate, isolation. Or they call it prayer. I didn't sign up for that. And so I, I told them, look, all I want is permission to mourn with my family, to pray with my family, to cry with my family, to be at the funeral. And he told me, um, 
that it was my fault that I never got to see my grandmother when you know when she was sick, which is complete BS. Because when you're in a cult, you have no say. If you do anything without permission, you get shamed. It's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And he was just putting it in my face and saying all this stupid stuff. And it was just so painful. And I told him, look, I've obeyed every single thing that I've been told to do in this community. And I've been here at that time. I told them, I've been here for almost 10 years and I've done every single thing that has been asked of me. Even the most painful things. Even shunning my family, I've done that. Because that's been my obedience. And now I'm only asking for the first time in so many years ever. I'm asking to be with my family. To pray with my family. That's it. If after that I have to go back to isolation, go ahead. But I just want to be with my family at least once. And he was making up stupid reasons. And I was like, look, other members, those who have money, they get to go home all the freaking time. They get to be with their families for reg- for not even a special occasion. They're able to go with their families. And I can't. All I want to do is to pray with them, to mourn with them, to be there for one thing. But all I'm asking is permission. Because I, I will not do anything without the permission. Because <laughs> now that I'm, I'm out, out of that place... Um, of course, I'll do whatever the hell I want, you know. But at that time, your mentality is you—you you become so infantile, and you depend on them to make every single decision. Like if I have to go use the restroom, I'll—I'll I'll ask permission. All, all these, you know, small things. Everything had to be with, with permission. If not, it's a sin. And so this priest told me, "Well, I'll." I'll talk to your family. I'll talk to your family today or tomorrow. And then I'll call you up and I'll tell you what we've arranged so you can enjoy or so you can, you know, spend time with your family. And I felt that he had listened to me and I was so thankful. Thank you for actually listening. So I remember going to pray and then the next day he calls me to his office and he tells me, Okay, amigo, uh, I spoke with your family and they were saying it's just so difficult financially for you to come to um, to Los Angeles, for you to go to Los Angeles. Uh, it's better, they said, it's better you to stay there, stay here in uh, in Delaware, just pray, just stay in the in the prayer chapel all day and uh, they, they prefer your prayers uh, because financially you'd be a burden. And when my brother called me two days before on my birthday, he told me that the family wanted me to be there. So I was confused and I asked him, is that really what they said? And he said, yes, unfortunately, they'd, they'd rather you stay in, in Delaware because it's just too much of a financial burden. And the, the crazy thing is I believed this priest entirely. And so I remember... For the first time, you know, when I was by myself, uh, weeping in the fields, in the cold, in the f- at night, and I could see all the stars, and I just remember weeping and just feeling so abandoned, feeling so confused, and also so guilty because just a few days before, 
I had celebrated my birthday. And so, so time passes and I have this idea that my family saw me as a burden. And so I feel kind of negative now towards my family because I feel that they were the ones shunning me. They're the ones who saw me as a burden. And at this time, I'm really so confused and part of me wants to leave. Part of me feels I have to stay because they tell me, they tell you, this is where God wants you. So you have no thought. You know, you have no discernment. Or at least in my case. Maybe in someone else's case, it was different. But in my case, in my story, that's how it was. I couldn't think, I couldn't express myself. But my mind was just so confused. And so a few months pass, and I have this emotion that my family sees me as a burden. And then I get a call from my other brother. And he was sharing to me that he was going to be in Delaware. And so at that time, when my brother came to Delaware, I was with another superior whom I find to be Christ-like, to be nice, charitable, loving, understanding. And I asked this priest, hey, my brother's going to come to uh, Delaware. He's driving to the East Coast. Can I have him visit? And this priest said, absolutely. If, if he wants to take you out, if you want to go out, spend time with your family. Enjoy this time. And so my brother comes and he takes me out to IHOP. And I do have a picture of, of you know being at the IHOP. And I'll share that at the end of the video. But anyways, um, we're at IHOP and we're enjoying pancakes and I'm having just a, a grand time eating and drinking coffee. And uh, my brother asked me, why didn't you go to grandma's funeral? And for me, it was almost insulting that he asked me that. Because in my mind, the narrative that I was told was that my family didn't want me there because I was a burden. And so when he asked me that, I looked at him like just so confused and almost upset. And I responded, dude, you, you, you guys didn't want me there. It was, it was too expensive. And I remember he's drinking his coffee and he was just shaking his head. He's like, no, that's not, that's not the reason why we were told. And so I asked him, well, well why, didn't, why didn't I go? If you're saying that you could have paid, why didn't I go? And he told me, uh, the priest, the superior at the time, he called the family. And he said, hey, I hope you understand, but uh, Ryan, he's, uh, he says he's too busy on the missions. And he's very uh, distracted. He has all of his attention on the missions. And he needs to uh, focus on that, according to him. And we hope you understand uh, that he's really busy, and he's um, he. It looks like he might be unable to uh, go to the funeral. And so the way my brother and family expressed to me was that the story that they got from the superior was that I didn't want to go to the funeral because I was too involved in the mission which is a lie because at the time of my, my grandmother's birthday which uh, of my birthday which was July 15 the same day my grandma died 
that was the last day of my mission in Nebraska. So by July 16th, I was, I was doing nothing. I was back in Delaware doing absolutely nothing. So my brother asked me, so what kind of missions were you doing? And I told him, nothing. And, and he asked me, so what would you do you know, after your birthday? What would you do in Delaware? Were you doing some kind of a, a special mission or activities? Absolutely nothing. I was back in isolation. Feeling guilty. And so after that, I remember we were leaving the IHOP and I had to have like a fake smile still and we took pictures. But I was just so confused, so lost because there for my grandmother's funeral, I couldn't be there because of a lie. I couldn't be there because of what this priest had told me and what he told my family. I know that some people might think, oh, I'm being emotional and whatever. I don't care. I don't care what you think. All I know is what I felt was being um, deceived. And that's not, not what religion is about. Religion is not about deceiving people. It's not about lying to family members. It's not about cheating someone of their goals or their ambitions and telling them that they have to follow a path. Religion is not about shaming someone for wanting to spend time with family or wanting to mourn. And so at that time, I felt so broken because part of me for the longest time felt guilty because I had celebrated my birthday with the birthday cake. And then so years later, I left the community and, you know, just last year, my father died. And it, it's still hard. But this time when, when I experienced a death in my family, I felt so much better because I was there with the family I was able to mourn with them, cry with them, pray with them, you know, talk with the family, hug my mom, hug my brothers and my cousins. And, you know, even at my father's deathbed, I was able to hold his hand and I was able to embrace him. And even now, when I, when I think of that memory of my last embrace with my dad, it's like I can all, as I'm think, as I'm seeing that memory, I can still feel his embrace. And for me that's so healing. Because I'm I'm almost 100% sure that if I were still under Father Bing, the founder of that community, I would be in so much trouble for even bringing up wanting to be with my family. Because that's how they treated me for the longest time. So if they were to say to me, "Oh no, we we give you permission." Uh, I don't know. BS BS because the only people who really got to see their families from when I was there was those who have families who donate thousands of dollars a lot of money and if you're not a big timer they treat you like a slave they treat you like scum and I know I'm not the only one who hasn't had permission to be there for a funeral and I know that there are other members who have also um, been separated from their families 
or they've been told you can't go to the wedding because you need to practice detachment. But then yet you see other brothers and sisters get permission. And I'm not angry at those other brothers and sisters who get permission. That's cool. If, if they're able to be with their families, that's great. But it's just not fair that in my, in my journey during that time, I felt I was made to feel that it was my fault. And so I'm glad I left that place. I'm glad I left <clears throat> Father Bing. <coughs> Excuse me. But at the same time, I'm just thankful also that I'm on this healing journey and that I see that having a birthday cake, celebrating my birthday isn't against God. It isn't against goodness. There's nothing evil about having a birthday cake or celebrating life. There's nothing evil or demonic about wanting to mourn with your family. I think the evil part is that they lied to me. I think the evil part is that they deceived my family and that they gave them the narrative that I didn't want to be with them because I preferred to be on the missions. I think that's evil. I think that's not what religion is about. But sadly, that's what religion is becoming when these knuckleheads um, use it for their own advantage use it to suppress people put people down oppress people and they get to travel the world they get to see their families while the rest of us or like like in my case my family is I'm expected to ask money from my family every month and so I'm going to end it there but like I said, the healing journey from feeling guilty when my grandmother died to going through my own healing journey when I left the community and the peace that I have being there with my dad, being there with my mom, being there with family, with my family. I think it was just, it, it really brought a lot of consolation. And it, sorry, my app. It really brought me consolation to be with my family. And if you have a family member who's in a cult or even in an abusive environment, a toxic environment, um, never give up on them. Because when I was with my dad on his deathbed, he would always call me and he'd give me hugs. And it was just so great. And even before he was on his deathbed, he would tell me uh, that he supported my journey for healing. And I know if I were still in the cult, I would never have heard those words from my dad that he supported my healing journey. And even when I was leaving the community, when I left that cult, my mom and my dad were always so supportive, even though at times we didn't meet eye to eye. Even at times we didn't understand each other. They sure as hell didn't understand me. Because I was a complete mess. But they were there. So that's what I, I want to challenge all of you. Who might have family members or best friends. Who are stuck in a cult. Or in those abusive environments. 
always show them your support. Be able to listen to them and just show that you love them. And with that, I want to uh, thank you all. And I'm going to leave up a few videos of, you know, my dad's funeral and of um, my a picture from when I had just left the IHOP. And I don't know if you can tell in that picture, but I'm fake smiling so hard. I know because, I mean, I know what I was feeling. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that picture and... I hope that my healing journey, as I'm documenting it here for YouTube and on the podcast, I hope other people can learn from it and hopefully also learn from my mistakes and learn from my journey for healing. So thank you for, so much for, um, for being here. Uh, much love. Peace.